Welcome to Archie Digest, the Riverdale podcast. This is a podcast. It's about a story. It's about a town. We were hoping some people move out of town. That doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, this is our last episode for season two because we are talking about the season two finale, chapter 35, Brave New World. Feels also a lot known like as... A, oh, sorry. I was say, it sounds, sounds a lot like a brave old world known as season two. Yeah. But I'm Chris Hayner. I'm Craig Byrne. I'm Russ Burlingame, and yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they they. First of all, let me say I actually really enjoyed like forty minutes of this forty-four minute episode. It's a great at. Like I will say this, uh, regardless of how I feel about the ending, which if you haven't watched by now, too bad. You know, Hiram Lodge isn't going anywhere, and Archie's going to jail. I guess. Uh, it was a great hour of television as far as the show goes for mm-hmm. me. I thought it was one of the better all-around episodes of the season. I, I'm just not on board with how it ended and what that will mean for season three. I also, I really liked that some of the characters got wins in the episode. They were like happy moments. Yes. Like, you know, at the school when, you know, the serpents and the other people, yeah. you know, all Northside all got together. I thought that was really cool, or, you know, the whole bit, you know, with the jacket and Jughead and Tony and Cheryl and all that. I mean, yeah. there were some great moments that made me feel like, oh, I am watching an Archie Comics TV show. Oh, and, and Veronica, then Archie, Veronica opening up the peach bed after dark. I know, and then Archie comes and pulls out a knife, and it's all downhill from there. Pretty yeah, much. you know, and the thing that kills me is that Archie wasn't carrying the idiot ball for most of this episode. Like, Archie, Archie was making some really good decisions. Archie was doing the right thing. All of the things that they kind of promised us at the end of last season that he was going to do this year that he didn't. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I just, there are times when characters make dumb decisions because they're, like, their hormones or because story or because whatever. But in the case where you're like, I know you're a mass murderer who goes to great lengths to cover up his crimes, but let me, an unarmed teenager, tell you that I plan on ruining your life over the next six months. It's just like, why would you do that? I don't understand. Uh, In a world where Archie has somehow become some sort of mafia capo, (laughs) you would think he would know not to threaten to kill the Godfather. Right. Like, right. There, I'm glad he finally stepped up to sort of be like, listen, I'm not going to be under your foot anymore. Mm-hmm. But he did it in the dumbest Archie way. Yeah. And in such a way that, like, ensured us to have more of this ma- mafia nonsense next season. And I don't know about you guys, but the mafia stuff really... It turned me off this season, but it turned me off to the show this season. Yeah. And that kills me because you remember how excited we all were about season one yeah absolutely and i i mean it's really telling to i i felt like even in the weakest episodes last year i thought that uh camila mendez was just such a fucking breath of fresh air like she was so great and so many of the things that i just really cannot get behind this season centered around cammy's character and so you just kind of sit there and go, not only did this stuff kind of turn me off the show, but it turned me off like my favorite character on the show too. And it's it's just frustrating. <laughs> well, there was also, I feel like, I mean, I know the show is like a hyper reality. It's not real life. But like you had that scene with all the mafia type people at the end of the finale with, you know, Hiram meeting with Penelope and uh, Penny Peabody. It was campy. It was like Batman villain campy. Yeah, it was the like. Oh yeah, I tried to kill him. I thought he was dead. It's like really. 
Also, are we to believe that super rich Hiram Lodge is like, yes, let's meet in this dumpy barn? Yeah. My well, you know, he had to sell the diner, so. Oh boy. Uh, my note actually, and I'll, I've got a handful of notes, but I'll skip ahead to that one because we're talking about the scene. My note when it came to that scene, which is the last note I had of the episode, was "fuck Hiram Lodge, fuck Penny Peabody, fuck this lo- broke ass Legion of Doom, fuck, fuck, fuck." Oh my god! Well, my my tweet, which was show. censored, would have been "I fucking hate Hiram." Yeah. I, I just put I expletive hate spoiler. That's what I tweeted. I I I don't censor my tweets, but it's just a big sigh. Yeah, like I this season is really like I st- I, I love the show, but I'm not excited about it like I once was, and that this season really took it out of me. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, God knows, maybe. Maybe they'll say all the right things at Comic-Con and the trailer will look great and we'll be able to kind of take a break from everything and then come back super excited in the fall. I hope so. It's but... the kind It's the kind of thing where I haven't been following fan reaction a ton. Yeah. So I'm not sh- because I just haven't had time. So I don't know how fans are reacting to this long, drawn-out uh, mafia storyline. I could be in the minority. I could like we could be wrong. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. people love it, um, but like, and maybe that, that just means this is it. this is the good stuff for them. It's just right. No, I feel like the fan stuff I've seen online is just shipper stuff, like Bughead, Choni, Phallus, whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what I've been seeing. I don't. I mean, I do think that there's an element of. We've always joked about Haha, this podcast is about three middle-aged guys talking about a show that's aimed at teenage girls, right? And but like, do teen girls give a shit about the Godfather? Because I don't think they do. I don't think so either. But that the 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 point that I was just making is that like I don't I'm insulated from kind of the target demo, uh, in the sense that you know on the Archie Digest Twitter account. We have a bunch of people who we follow and who follow us who are like the audience for Riverdale. Mm-hmm. But I don't spend a ton of time on that account because it's basically there just to notify people when we have a new episode. Right. And on my personal social media, I, I'm, you know, weirdly, I'm not friends with that many teenage girls. You sure? That yeah. doesn't sound like you. I know, actually, right? So, we're, spoiler alert, we're recording this the day before the finale. Uh, right. I'm going to go ahead and craft a tweet right now. It says, hey, hashtag Riverdale fans, do you love or hate this whole mafia storyline? That doesn't sound too spoilery, right? No, not at all. No. Love it. I did hope that at the very least the Hiram thing would have been wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah, and but... you know, the thing that really kills me... Uh, Tweeted. When I when I finished watching this first this the first time you know three days ago or whatever it was, I I just let out this like long pained sigh, and I was like talking to one of my friends at work and trying to explain why I was so frustrated with it, and when I said you know because Archie fucking Andrews gets arrested for murder in the in the last thirty seconds of the episode, and the the guy I was talking to was just like, actually, that sounds like it's a really interesting storyline. And I'm just sitting here going, you know, objectively, that's actually he's 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 technically right. It's a, it's a really good cliffhanger. But the, the problem way, is the problem after, is the way it earned it. Right. In, exactly. Also, it, I'm burnt it, out on this because we've seen Oliver Queen arrested. We've seen Barry Allen oh, arrested. No. Yeah, it's, I'm writing a story about that. Yeah. Fact. Even even Rip Hunter said it was literally even on Legends. So clearly, someone's also, going to impersonate the judge. Also, and get there our is job. zombie finale next week. Spoiler. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen the finale yet, but the whole premise of next week's episode is that Liv has to surrender herself, based on okay, the, the trailer they've already released. So it's like literally, is there? Are there any? I guess there was. I guess nobody got. I guess nobody got tried for a capital offense on Supergirl this season. Crazy so. ex-girlfriend got arrested. Did she? See? I think so. 
in her finale. I feel, like, I feel like everybody on Gotham gets arrested four times a year. So Gotham forever. Gotham. <laughs> here's the thing: is though, like, I feel like Gotham is a show that does it right. No, like, I, I, it, I, I was. It plays with it in a silly way. Yeah. Well, and it I was, was also really just joking because the I, format of Gotham. It's a police show. I, I will say though that uh, when I was rewatching um, this episode of Riverdale, when Archie was looking at um, Hal with the black hood, I was picturing that Brooklyn Nine Nine scene where they sing the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and it made it much more amusing. A uh, thing, just just because I wanted to get your guys' temperature on this, you mentioned the Hal scene. Yes, I can't help but assume. Now that Archie is in jail for murder, that Hal is going to be a series regular next year because they'll have some dopey thing where it's like, we're neighbors again. Womp, womp. Uh, uh, I, I'm done with Hal, too. I'm like, I, I know, but you know I'm right. <laughs> you probably yeah. are right. And, and we still didn't get the revelation that Claudius is Clifford. No, uh, I. I It'll be interesting to see if that actually does turn out to be the case or not. But that I, character was a waste of space otherwise. I, I guess it's just so they can set up their Legion of Doom. Okay. By the way, I interviewed um, Natalie Bolt, Penelope. Oh, yeah. I heard. And it was fun. Like, she played along. Uh, you can see the interview at K-Site TV. Yeah. But she just was such a sport. Like, I was going to actually ask, like finale preview questions but she was such a sport about the whole mother's day routine we just stuck to that nice and it was fun like so i recommend reading it to the people who are listening like i think she's like it's funny because she was really lovely and then you think about Mm. you know how awful penelope is yeah but you know Uh, i enjoy watching penelope it's not like Hiram, where it's like go away yeah exactly no i agree completely uh can i just start by saying last week's cliffhanger was such a transparently bullshit cliffhanger that I don't think I even realized it was supposed to be one. The, the Jughead isn't dead thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was just, it was like, hey, we want to pay tribute to a Bat- Batman comic. Yeah. But you know, I got a message from a friend of mine on the East Coast asking me, is Jughead dead? Yeah, I had a lot I, of people. Yeah, I got, like, I got, I actually got a few. I got, a, I got some tweets like that too. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is are people really concerned they're going to kill off like one of the stars of the show? Yeah, I don't. I didn't get it. Like I, I had the uh, Austin, <clears> the guy who regularly tweets at us and DMs me occasionally, and he asked me like, "Is Jughead dead?" And I, I said something kind of dismissive along the lines of. I feel like people would have to be pretty gullible to believe that they would kill one of the core four on, you know, the whatever it is, third highest rated show on the on the network. And then like 10 minutes later, he asked me again because he apparently wanted a point blank answer because my. That's clearly not a thing they would ever do wasn't clear enough. Um, and I, well, I didn't want to answer. Maybe they would just uh, handicap Betty yeah, for six episodes. Oh, is she back? Is she walking again in the comics? I think so, yeah. Uh, oh, it's boy. been a while since I read it, but the last time I saw she was on crutches instead of in a wheelchair. So, oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they resolved that so quickly, but I'm kind of offended that they even bothered to do the gravesite scene. I feel like that was just shot for the trailer. <laughs> I didn't even know it was in the trailer, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it was, because... But... Somebody, some, probably Austin, because I feel like he was the one who was asking me the most follow-up questions about it after asking me whether it was real. But somebody tweeted at me like, well, I don't know, because you look at that scene at the gravestone. Uh, and by the way, apparently, like not only is Jughead not dead, but... Uh, Fangs is not dead. Fangs isn't dead either. And- Which is weird. Like, what was the point of all that aside from the whole... Oh, they just you know they're faking it so yeah. to get us riled up to fight. It's like that seemed like a weird decision. Yeah, yeah, that was. I don't, I don't understand what was supposed to have been motivating FB, FP to do that. Uh, but whatever. I mean, I, I like. Well, I the thought character. they lied to FP. No, I got the impression that it was FP who lied. It's okay. Uh, In the end, it doesn't matter because he quit the serpents again. Yep. I also think this would have been a great opportunity to leave the whole serpent thing behind on the show. 
Although I really yeah. liked the scene where Cheryl got the jacket. I yeah, it's really... Like we could have just been done with the whole gang bit. I kind of feel the same way, but I'm torn by it because I had the exact same reaction you did, which is I'm kind of done with the whole serpent thing. I don't really need like them to be in a biker gang, and I don't really feel like they did a ton with the subculture of the serpents in this season. But there's there's been a handful of scenes here and there where they did a really good job with it, and there were a couple of them in this episode. And so it's it's hard to just be definitively like, ah, I'd rather go the other way. Because if there's ever a time when I'm like, nope, that was actually a, a good investment in time, it's this episode. There's, I have so many questions about the, the, the Cheryl joining the Serpents. Um, why was Cheryl allowed to join? The, did, she, did they just let her in because... She's letting the serpent stay on her land. Is that what I, is that what the takeaway is? I don't know. I mean, because the last time we saw them, what weren't they at at just on like the river's edge? Was that actually yeah. on her land? I thought she said something about like I have plenty of land. It's all good. That would have made the most sense. I didn't catch it, uh, but I, I kind of like even when they cut to like, hey, look, we're all having breakfast with Fred. The comment about, like, I know a place where you can go, I really thought it was going to be Thornhill because that would have made so much more sense being, like, a giant house that... Yeah. Uh, and also that land was stolen from them. Yeah, exactly. By Cheryl's ancestor. And so to me, it was just, like, uh, it it totally made sense. And so when you, with you saying that there was that line I missed, that, that 100% makes sense because my, that's kind but, of where I... But my problem... <sighs> I know this is such a stupid nitpick, but this show has a complete misunderstanding of sort of bike club culture and literally everything surrounding it. Like setting aside that women are not normally allowed to be full members of the club yet. Tony and Cheryl are Betty's not for a reason. I guess, um, Giving Cheryl the red jacket, aesthetically, I understand why, but it makes zero sense. Yeah. Um, every everything every everything about that was very confusing to me. Um, also, also like yeah. Jughead for Jughead to get in the club. Do you remember he had to get the shit kicked out of him? Yeah. Like he got beaten up by like a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and we talked about at the time that. The next week after that, they had Betty do it, and all she had to do was like do a strip tease. The, yeah, do the dance. It's all I don't know. It was just very, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I feel like like I thought it was it was a very cool looking scene. I'm glad Cheryl has some semblance of family now. Yeah, which is good for that character. But like as a whole, I was just not. not... I, I feel like I feel like there's this odd thing going on where the. Uh, the serpent stuff could benefit from somebody just like actually having something resembling like rules. Because mm-hmm. I'm not clear on how anything is supposed to function as it pertains to the servants. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are. Because also, uh, FP can't just quit and be like, and now my 16-year-old son is in charge of all of you. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, like, that makes zero sense. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure about that. But I mean, again, like, Jug has been de facto in charge for this entire season. And every now and again, somebody will object, but by and large, it's just kind of like, ah, yeah, why not? He's in charge. Speaking of the serpent, so do we believe that Tallboy was the other Black Hood? Yeah, I I think that, I mean, it, it makes sense because within the context of it, it's like, it's still what we suspected and wanted it to be, which is that it's still tied directly to Hiram. It's just that the uh, it, it's tied to Hiram in a slightly different way than we had expected it to be. I I accepted it simply because I don't care and I want that story to be over and I never want to hear the Black Hood again. Which I understand makes me a dick, but 
I don't care. They're like, it was Tall Boy. He's dead now. I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, honestly, that's fine. So what? Until it's, he comes back again, like Penny Peabody has, like, 8,000 times. Oh, yeah. But it's, I thought it was very convenient to be able to be like, oh, yeah, no, he, he died. It's it, We'll never see him again. He, he's dead. Right. The actor had clearly taken another job. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I just accepted it because I was like, cool, no more Black Hood. We can stop thinking about it now. I don't know who had those eyes. Yeah, nobody. So I'm glad uh, we spent so much time, so much fucking time this season flashing back to that diner with Archie yeah. staring into the Black Hood's eyes only for it to mean zero. See, and I'm I'm in that weird spot where it's like I I agree with you in the sense that like I'm glad this is over and I I kind of accepted the tall boy thing because on the face of it it's <clears> like <throat> there's no reason for it to be wrong and this way it's done. But right. like I don't know, I guess I'm so annoyed by the Hiram stuff that I haven't had any bandwidth to be annoyed by the Black Hood stuff. Like I'm not I haven't been super enjoying it, but I certainly don't have the same like animosity towards it you do i'm just, just like makes, oh it's it done good me, it, yeah it just makes me tired like i i don't want to have to think about the black hood anymore yeah. one thing i thought was fun i mean they're not i don't even know if fun is the word but alice on the doorstep like oh do you want to see where the killer lived yeah <laughs> so overly dramatic but it's kind of amazing i feel like they were trying to build her up so that they could do this weird thing with the cult next year. Uh, which, it'll it'll be interesting to see what that all amounts to. I'm actually not opposed to it. Uh, although I do kind of, I still, I don't know, I can't get like the Alice and Mac of it all out of my head. Yeah. So, so having a CW show where there's going to be a major subplot with a like crazy cult next year. I'm like, oh, okay. Do we think that's? Do we think next year is going to be cult heavy? I hope not. But I hope it won't be cult heavy. But I, I mean, obviously, that's the, what they're setting up for the the Cooper family subplot. I know when I um, when Supergirl did the cult thing, I was uncomfortable. Uh, on the note of Betty, I really like this that scene where she was apologizing to Fred and she's like I'm supposed to be this great detective like, no no you're not you're supposed to be a fucking high school kid and like to be perfectly honest with you shame on Fred for not taking that moment to remind you huh. I did like her scene with Hal though that was no, really I liked well, her scene. well I actually liked her performance in the scene with Fred but I just really like what was being said speaks so completely to our kind of larger discussion about the fact that Archie just, is a capo. Yeah. They, they just aren't They're They're pretending that like they, they want the tropes of this being a high school show, but they never want to acknowledge that these kids are fucking 15. And that's why I love this scene where, you know, everybody got together in the high school because it yeah. reminded you it was a high school show. Yeah, and honestly, like it was one of those moments too that it it actually had a verisimilitude to it that I really liked because I do feel like when you're in a high school situation, people bitch and moan and they snipe at each other, but it's a comfortable status quo, and changes to the status quo will make strange bedfellows because it's just like wait, 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 no, we only think things are going to get worse. Like I remember everybody at my high school collectively getting together to object to uh, when, when the school decided to institute block scheduling and it, it, this felt like that thing of like, yeah, I can totally see, especially after all they've been through the last couple of weeks that it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Archie can wrangle this group of people to protest the school because like, if anybody's going to drive the serpents out of town, it's going to be, us the next time we have a minor disagreement not some bureaucratic asshole yeah i liked that and also like you know we talk about you know kids doing dumb things the scene with kevin and moose i yeah. mean moose is obviously grieving but it that is like a that's actually a dumb adult thing too to like no, totally. jump into something when you've lost somebody because he clearly cared about midge a lot and yeah. So I think yeah. that was a really well done scene as well. I like. I thought that. that I thought the guy who played Moose just killed that scene. I thought he was really yeah. good. Cody, I do think 
I'm I'm concerned that what'll happen is we'll start up next season and there'll just be a couple and there won't really be any repercussions from everything that's happened in the last few weeks. It'll just kind of be like, oh, that was the thing that brought us together and made Moose comfortable to come out. And on the one hand, I'm all for more representation. And that was obviously a thing that we talked about last season being a a little bit lacking. But on the other, it's just kind of like, I don't know, this felt like a terrible decision born out of like people who were in pain. And I just, for some reason, it in my head, it feels like, you know, I don't think that's the direction they're going with it. I think this was just their excuse to get those two together. I hope not. Because it's like, I like that Cheryl didn't really have a serious relationship until Tony, which Mm -hmm. was like a season and a half after Jason died. You know, after she lost her brother. So it didn't seem like it was something she jumped into. Yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate that. Well, I... I know it's only been like three months, really, but still. But also, but also, I wouldn't necessarily say she jumped into a relationship after another relationship with her brother. Yeah, know? but still, she lost somebody she cared about a lot. Right. It was. Uh, yeah, she went through her grieving process mm-hmm. for JJ. Yeah. And then I came out on the other side. Okay, so about the school election. Hmm. Uh. Ugh. We've we've kind of talked about the fact that like none of us really cared about the school election. It wasn't given enough kind of real estate to actually seem like it mattered. Yeah, right. they talked about it for an episode, and then they forgot about it for three episodes, and then they're like, "Oh man, the election's over." So I guess who won? Yeah. Well, the thing that the thing that just like baffled me, Ethel Muggs is running as a third party candidate. <laughs> uh, which apparently just means that she doesn't have a vice president running with her. But it's also this. the most Apple choice to make. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, it's the most Riverdale choice to make. Like, I could totally also, see Cheryl she, or Jughead doing that. Is it, would she? Is she a third? Is she? Is, it, is she a fourth party candidate? Kind of. Yeah. Exa- at the time, there were three like slates in place that were. But the third party joke worked better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like, uh, Attorney McCoy says so. Didn't somebody call her Attorney McCoy again this week? Yes. Yeah, Veronica. Yeah. Did. Uh. Here's here's my thing about the the student election though. Like right after the third party candidate thing, there was like mm-hmm. a there was like a look between Archie and Veronica, and I really got the impression, like just from the 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 like nonverbal acting. I really got the impression that it was like we're dropping out so Ethel can finally have a win. Oh my god, uh, me too. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And they're like, "Nope, Archie wins." I was like, "What are you talking about?" See, I was yeah. okay with Archie winning because, like in the comics, Archie is like Marsha Brady. He's the head of everything until right. Kevin Keller showed up, and now Kevin is the head of everything in the comics. But still, it's like it just seemed like a very Archie comics thing to do to make Archie the class president. So I was more than okay with it. Yeah, I even mean, it I... was stupid. It didn't really bother me that much, but it was just such a weird choice specifically because that, like, again, I can't put my finger on exactly what it was about KJ's performance, but I'm glad to hear that Chris agreed with me that, like, in my head, it looked like he was basically turning around to say, let's let her have it. Well, there might have been a deleted scene there where they did say exactly that. It's very possible. But uh, also, they have the the real election and the student elections in the same gym. Yeah, they have them at the same in the same gym apparently at the same time. They also like I I don't think that I mean again, I don't it's been 20 years since I was in high school so I don't remember but I don't remember there ever being an inauguration for the class president. Nope. <laughs> uh bro, in my high school we voted in our classroom. Yeah. Like we we wrote a name on us we wrote like we voted on a slip of paper and then they collected them from the classrooms and counted them that way. Yeah, exactly. And then they announced them in the overhead, but also in my high school, nobody gave a shit about student council. No, you want to hear a fun a fun story. When I was, uh, I guess, a junior, I ran for, like, treasurer or something. The way that they had it at our high school was that they were slates. You had to come up with a four-person slate that was, like, president, vice president, yeah, secretary, and treasurer. Too. And uh, I, I ran on a slate where our president – 
was a guy, a friend of mine who had dropped out of school just <laughs> because we thought it would be funny. And it got to the point where we had enough votes that the principal like called us into the office and was like, you understand that if you win this, you can't actually win this. And we're just like, yeah, we're doing it for a joke, dude. I don't like, I think people are voting for us because they don't give a shit. (laughs) Uh Wow. But uh, we did not win. So it wasn't a total uh, whatever, but I'm sure whoever came in second was probably not thrilled about the fact that we got, you know, 60 votes or whatever the hell it was. And speaking of people who did not win, Fred did not win. Yeah, which again, I mean... Craig, very raw for me, and I would have appreciated some warning before you brought it up. Yeah. Was Hermione colluding with the Russians? Oh, God. Craig! My thing about... don't need this. My thing about that, (laughs) and we talked about this actually last week, uh, or maybe it was two. It's either last episode of the one before we talked about the <clears> fact <throat> that technically there's probably more story and there's probably more interesting shit that you can do with Hermione having one. Yeah, this is true, but I don't care. Like, and, and again, part of this is just the fact that the lodges are just so totally tainted after this season. I'm just like, I really don't care like that. The story opportunities are better. I just want them to be punished. And now what's Fred going to do next season? Just show up for two episodes, two minutes per episode again. I kind of assume that next season will be a lot of Fred and Hermione. Cause it looks like they're trying to rebuild that trust and probably not. Probably they want to eventually rebuild that relationship. And I, I strongly suspect that as the season drags on and it becomes clear that it's going to be Archie and the, the Scooby gang trying to take down Hiram. I think that uh, Hermione is going to have to make a choice. And I think that the way they've been positioning her these last few episodes is that she's ultimately going to choose Veronica and Fred and the town over the Legion of Doom. I'm just excited that clearly, since he's in jail for murder, Molly Ringwald will be coming back. No, Attorney McCoy can defend him. His own, you don't think his own mother will come back when he's on trial for murder? Mommy Ringwald might be busy. It'll be interesting to see. I assume that Molly will be back for it because it's the beginning of a new season, so there's really no reason why the CW shouldn't just shell out for her. Also, do you really think we're going to spend a ton of time with Archie in jail? Like, it'll be. They're going to do the Riverdale version of Oz. He'll he'll be either bailed and then, you know, we'll spend most of the season intermittently ignoring the trial or not. Or the I could 100 percent see by like episode three, they've already got him acquitted and the rest of the season is just trying to pin it on uh, on Hiram. Mm. Uh, I, I, I kind of feel like there's no, in my head, at least there's no version of season three where KJ spends 12 episodes basically off the board. Like Oz. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, quick, quick poll update. Mm-hmm. 13 votes. Mm-hmm. It's 77% to 23%. Sounds Eight. about right. It's funny. I remember when I was all, a kid. I, all I'm saying is you guys should clearly go retweet this right now so I could reach more people. That's a good idea. I I'll want to know later. I want to know what people think about this. I'm yeah. very intrigued. Um, Cause I don't, I don't like feeling like I I'm sort of on the outs with it all, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like if I am, I want to know. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, what right. exactly was Jughead asking Betty at the end? I I think he was proposing to her. Ugh. Uh, High school show tropes, which, which I was afraid of, of. I think it's kind of reinforced by the. I think it's kind of reinforced by the like the the voiceover. Uh, but I, I also do agree that in terms of like storytelling, it was kind of like 
wait, is he actually saying that? Because they didn't make it clear at all. And he's only 16. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And at this point, I mean, granted, they these people have been through a lot in a super concentrated period of time since whatever. Yeah, they haven't been dating very long. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was going to... Like, they've been through a lot, but they've been dating for, like, what, four months, maybe? Yeah. I mean, because, again, we, like... I hate to keep bringing up this same point, but like Jason was killed on the 4th of July last season ended in December and we don't know exactly where we are now. I assume it's the end of the school year because they're having school elections for next year, but it's still the same school year. We have not yet hit the one year anniversary of Jason's death. Oh man. Cheryl's going to be a mess this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Or more realistically, she'll be a mess in like season or episode eight of next year, <laughs> which should be the afterlife with Archie episode. One would hope. I mean, here's the thing: I because I'm not even joking. Because do you really think that there's a version of the season three premiere that doesn't pick up basically within 24 hours of Archie going to jail? No. So that means that, like, this is not going to be a real-time summer. We're going to be going into season three 24 hours from the election. Uh, which, again, I'm kind of... Uh, it's, a, it's a good news, bad news thing, because I actually think that this, like, the kind of cool storytelling possibilities that I was talking about with... Uh, uh, with Hermione actually having won is the kind of thing where I could see like if we did a, a, a like mini time jump and jumped ahead three months, I could mm-hmm. see that being like this is the damage that's been done by the the blossoms having their way for three months or the yeah. sorry the the lodges right but again I just I don't I don't see based on how the show has existed so far, I just don't see the version of the story where we're just like, oh, yeah, Archie's been in jail for three months and that's totally cool. I mean, what if it flashes forward and he's not only is he in jail, he's in the jail that Hiram Lodge built. Ah. Flash forward two years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everybody can skip high them. school. I mean, it's a show about Archie, but yeah, skip high school. Well, I mean, it's not like anybody was in the high school this year anyway. I feel like they spent more time vandalizing the high school than they actually spent going there. They did a play. How dare you? Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Somebody got murdered. What haven't we covered? Um, That's a good question. Getting into the maple trade is a really dumb euphemism for Hiram to use when he's trying to make an excuse for dealing with the Blossoms in no small part because he's talking to Veronica, who at that point is still complicit in his nonsense. There's no reason for him to be using euphemisms. Also, everyone in town knows that the maple trade was actually drugs, don't they? Yeah. One would think. I hate Hiram. On that note, and, it's, and that sucks because I love Mark Consuelos. He's a great yeah. dude. He's a good yeah. actor. But holy shit! Anyway, anyway, okay. Sorry. Back, back to the show. That's all right. To, okay. Do we uh, have anything else to say about the episode? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. What do you guys think of the whole Veronica Pops thing? I actually don't mind her buying Pops, and I love the idea of her establishing it as like the formal kids zone, but I'm kind of bugged at the fact that they went through the weird, like, uh, bribe to her dad. Yeah. The, the weird, like we're going to, we're going to have the white worm be a thing. And I think that was all just like a contrivance to make her more at odds with Hiram so that she can't turn to him next season and ask him to help with Archie. It's the only thing I can think of that makes sense. But it seemed like an extra step to get to this point, which I agree with. Yeah. But I feel this is like Lana owning the talent on Smallville. This you is the fucking, no, dude. This is literally the peach pit after dark. Yeah. 
Like, it's like, oh, we have a diner. What are we going to do? Let's turn this part of it into, like, a cool kids nightclub. And we'll have, like, <laughs> a weekly musical act come through that's not just not- the pussy Yeah, because they've got other jobs now. Skeet yeah. Ulrich will be tending bar for all the children. And the know? Fredheads can sing. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fly. And I'll be like, what? What? What is this? <laughs> I wonder if Fred would recognize the Peach Pit after dark. Here's the thing. This scene, like, this is, we're only going into season three. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem like... Like we're entering little, season uh, five or six? Yeah, this seems like we've run out oh, of ideas. Yeah. We need a new place for the kids to hang out. Let's open up a Peach Pit after dark. See, the thing is, though, I don't necessarily think that it's that as much as I think that they realized at some point they should not have taken Pops off the table. Yeah. Well, but you could still have Pops and not also, like, <laughs> a, I think, didn't they call it, didn't she call it a speakeasy for Easy, kids yeah. or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, stop it. Also, how many seasons will the show get to before they introduce Jelly Bean as the new cast member? I don't know. I thought I heard somebody say that they were going to sh- that the Jelly Bean was going to show up, and then of course we had the like the weird fifteen second misdirect that they were going to move to Toledo in this episode. So uh, maybe that is somehow going to result in uh, Jughead's mom and sister coming back for the future. But I don't know. I figured they'd bring her in when the cast starts getting older and they need more young hot people. Yeah, it's possible. Although I don't honestly think there are anybody in the in this cast that aren't going to be hot in five years. Um, Sorry, too soon. (laughs) Chick's dead, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. I refuse to believe he's still alive. Um, Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Chick series regular season three. FP in this episode falls off the wagon just to get sober again five minutes later. Yeah, and I was wildly confused by why that. As if there was like they could have easily cut that like three and a half minutes of the episode just to like save us a little bit of whiplash. I didn't understand why that happened, but it was weird to be like, "Oh, you're drinking again, Dad?" He's like, yeah, you know, like oh, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, and, and then by guess, the end, he's like, "I'm the hero again." I guess they had to have that scene so Jughead could tell Veronica so she'd buy pops because she found out what kind of a man her father is. What I mean, I guess, but it doesn't like FP doesn't need to be drunk for him to say, "I lost my job." Like, uh, it's. I mean, to me, it's just we've been joking about how there's all these things on the show where it's like we do it one week and then the next week it's forgotten. Yeah, it's like this is the final form of that that they've literally gotten to the point where between scenes, story points are dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how big is this tiny town because uh according to hermione the the election was very close and uh he and fred lost by less than 200 votes yeah but also like they have to go to a school that's two hours away yeah isn't there something closer greendale i mean yeah but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's this weird like, and again, it's kind of the thing we were talking about with the serpents. I feel like they didn't, they haven't taken the t- relatively minimal time that it would take to really build out certain parts of the world and to make it clear like this is what we're talking about. Because to me, it's like this has been represented as this tiny town, and it's like I grew up in an actual tiny town where you know. 200 votes would have been like 5 to 10% of the voting public, and that's not a tiny amount of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just, it's a, and again, like I'm probably overthinking it, but it's just that line speaks to this larger thing of we can't seem to decide whether Riverdale is like a tiny town or whether it's essentially just you know an isolated small city yeah Uh, i did like the look of just seeing the town when everybody's running from the worm hiding from the cops i just thought that it had a lot of atmosphere i thought that was really nice looking scene 
And again, I really liked that element of the serpent story. Like I, I, I needed a win this week yeah. in a way that the, the, the ending did not give me. And so as I was watching, I was able to take my wins kind of where I could get them along the way. And that sub, like the subplot with the serpents where it's like, no, Fred and Cheryl are going to make sure that you people don't get totally screwed over by Hiram. Like that was arguably one of my favorite elements of, of the episode. Yeah. Uh, the last note I have that we haven't already talked about is uh, when Hi- when Hermione showed up, my note was, I would literally rather have had it be the black hood at the door. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Uh, I'm just it, no. I liked it because it was kind of like making peace. No, and I get that, but I really like. I said it to me. The Hiram of it all has totally poisoned the whole Lodge family, and I'm just like, I could take six episodes off from Hermione and even three episodes off from Veronica and not feel like I missed anything right now. Uh. And there was something else I was going to say, too, about that that I completely forgot because uh, it's late. But, uh, yeah, I just – I just, I kind of feel like the – sorry? I didn't mind the Hermione much, I don't think. Like, it didn't really bother me. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I feel like in the past episode or two – uh, we've gotten to a place where she's kind of splitting yeah. from the Hiram of it all. So seeing her go and congratulate Fred and tell him, you know, you ran a good race. It was very close. Mm-hmm. Not gloating. Right. Was a big step for that character and a needed step for that character after how uh, awful she kind of got this season. Yeah, and not not awful in the way like oh she's awful, but just she got so mired down in again this fucking mafia story that has been the albatross hanging around season two's neck. She got so like weighted down by that that I I looked at this as like her starting to crawl her way out of it. Yeah, which I was very thankful for. Yeah, I mean, and again, I don't, I don't disagree. I was mostly just like, uh, can we just not have? Because part of it, we talked about this. I started to say this, and then I think we got distracted. But we start. We that said sounds this, like us. We said this last week or the week before that, like, even though there's more story to be had with with uh, Hermione winning, like it, it's really really unsatisfying, uh, in a way that. I don't think technical excellence can make up for to have the to have the lodges have a win after this whole mess that well, they've caused. It's also frustrating because in the real world, you know, we're seeing the villains winning. Yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that's... so do we really need that in our fiction too? Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I mean, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you know, we I had said that a couple of weeks ago that it's like you know. When when Chris was talking about how much he wanted to see Fred win, I was just like, you know, I agree because the lodges have just gone so far that it, any scenario where they come out with a win at the end is going to be really unsatisfying storytelling, even if it's technically good storytelling. Well, it's, it's just weird because, you know, you think about the comic books and, you know, Hiram clearly hates Archie in a lot of the comic books. But he's a likable character in his own weird, crotchety way. Right. You Not know, here. Well, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like this Hiram is irredeemable. There's nothing that could make him suddenly be, oh, we like him. Mm-hmm. At this point. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, that's unfortunate. So, hopefully we're all going to be a lot more energized when Season 3 starts. And hopefully the trailers will be good. Hopefully you'll get some... Oh, I'm never never watching the show again. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I forgot to tell you that I quit. 
Yeah. Ooh, Chris. I'm kidding. This would be, I think, the fourth episode in a row where Chris quit while we were recording, though. But he never keeps to his word. He still keeps coming back. Like He's like elementary. He just comes back every year, even though <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just out of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry. Elementary, elementary ain't gonna die. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. In the end, I I don't I don't love where this season ended. Um I like where some of the stories end. I like how like some of the stuff wraps up, but like I'm just bummed out by what is essentially the cliffhanger ending of nope. Hiram's not going anywhere. Yeah. Archie's in jail. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and again, like, it's 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 a really, it's a bit of a gut punch in terms of our enthusiasm, because it, yeah. we've, we've been talking, and again, like, I listen to the show more than anybody else, because I have to listen to it while I'm editing, and it's you like... You definitely listen to it more than I do. We've been talking enough that I imagine some of our listeners are probably annoyed about how kind of tired we get by the end of 22 episodes of a villain, uh, whether that's on Riverdale or any place else. And just this idea that it's really hard to do that. And so now the fact that they're like, Oh, fuck it. We're going to give you 40 episodes of Hiram. I'm just like, really? Oh, he, no, he's, he's clearly going to get killed off in the first five. Right. I, I, I would hope so, but I doubt it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Again, like I I think that the I think that the big mystery of next year, like the the Jason Blossom slash Black Hood of next year, is going to be the Scooby Gang trying to prove Hiram's complicity in these crimes that he got Archie accused of because that way they can get rid of Hiram and have a murder mystery to solve all at the same time. And that will unite the characters, which would be good, because right, that's a problem the show has sometimes had, where the characters are all fractured. Right. And this would bring them all together. And so that, to me, I'm like, unfortunately, even as much as I would like that to be a mid-season thing, where they, they knock it out in five or, five or eight episodes, I think that it, that's going to be the big, like, the high concept of season three. Bummer. And that's gonna that's gonna basically guarantee that we have another you know twenty episodes of all the crime stuff. Well, it's good knowing you, Riverdale. <laughs> See you again in season four. So, uh, final okay. update, by the way. Yeah, seventy percent of the vote hates it. Thirty percent loves it. I'll share it when we stop recording. Huh? I don't. I don't trust any of these people, except for the seventy percent that hate it. <laughs> That's all. Uh, but uh, yeah, so thanks for uh, listening, everybody, to us complaining for half the season. Yeah, sorry. It's, yeah, yeah. Like I liked a lot of the season. Yeah. But yeah, I no, absolutely. A lot of the season. Yeah. Uh, y- if you want, yeah. if you are listening to this podcast, you know, in the hours immediately following the the pilot or the finale airing, you can go and click on uh, Chris's survey. Cause I believe these things go for 24 hours and we're recording at like three in the morning. They do indeed. So if you're, if you're feeling like if you're listening to this and going like, fuck these guys and you really want to vote like that, you love the mafia stuff, go do that right now. Uh, and Chris will tell you where you can find him on Twitter. Yeah. Find me at Chris Hayner, C H R I S H A Y N E R. And also just hit any of us up with your thoughts about the finale. I'm going to be, I'm going to be on a long drive tomorrow night. So keep me entertained. Let me know what you thought about the episode. Uh, you can also find me uh, at Chris Hayner on Instagram, at Waterworld Photos on Instagram. It's the greatest thing that's ever come known to man. And you can find all my writing with uh, GameSpot Universe. You can find it at HaynerWords.com, H-A-Y-N-E-R, words, because I write them down. You can find me That's going to be my slogan for that website, HaynerWords.com. Because I write them down. I'm sold. Thank you. So you can find me at ksitetv.com where I cover all kinds of TV stuff. Um, on Twitter, it's at Riverdale TV is where I post my Riverdale stuff. So 
Hopefully I'll have some stuff to post over the summertime. But if not, just go to KSite TV and you'll see updates from me. And yeah, that's where you can find me. So I'm going to throw this over to Russ. Oh, wait. Also, before you go, Russ. Sure. Um, I'm going to make I'm going to make this not a promise. I promise to at least attempt sweet spot this summer. Nice. Yeah. I think we can do it. I think so. Are we all going to Comic-Con? I'm yeah. not. Oh, that's oh, right. Greg, God damn it. I'm sorry. Maybe we can well, I mean, unless like something comes party. up. Yeah, I'll probably come down for the party. Will you go home after it or will you crash somewhere? I'll probably go home after. Well, if I have my own room, you can crash, and we could all we can record like a drunk ass episode or something. I'd I'd be down for that. Cool. All right. Sounds all right. Like yeah. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Russ Burlingame. R U S S B U R L I N G A M E, and there you can get links to all the stuff that I do. My comicbook.com writing, which is my day job, and the various podcasts that I I work on, uh, including Archie Digest, which you can find on Twitter at Archie Digest Pod. You can also find it on Facebook at Archie Digest, a Riverdale podcast. And you I should can subscribe. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, rate, share, subscribe, and tell everybody uh, tell everybody how awesome we are, even if you don't necessarily believe it yourself. Yeah, and, I, here's the thing about reviewing, you guys. It really it goes a long way of helping. Uh, we got another vote, and it was for hate. Uh, so definitely give us a review on iTunes. Not necessarily of this episode. Go back to season one where we liked everything a lot more. Than <laughs> Except don't, re- but review the audio quality of this one and the content of that one. And there then you'll you have <laughs> sort of just the perfect ep- podcast episode. But also it's like the more interaction we get from the listeners, whether it's on Twitter or reviews or anything like that, that kind of drives us also when we're recording. You know, it's I like agree. enthusiasm. It's like people care. Awesome. Yeah. One people of the things care, I but also like I like I like when people have questions and their own theories about the yeah. show. I thrive I, on that stuff. I also I was very impressed. I think it was last week. Russ put two episodes up on the same day, and both of them got downloaded. That made yeah. me happy. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Uh... I took longer than I ordinarily would have to edit the double digest because uh, there was so much, very much like what we did tonight. Uh, so much talking about things that we shouldn't have been talking about while recorded. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the upside to tonight is that we did that all in like one 10 minute chunk and I should be able to just find yeah. the beginning and start cutting. Sweet. But uh so thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we are going to try to make at least a couple of cool things happen over the summer. Uh, certainly, uh, if you go to Emerald City Video Podcast, which is emeraldcityvideo.net, uh, I'm going to be talking to some folks doing the Summer of Riverdale stuff. We only got two of them done last year, but I have people signed up for like six more of them this time. And that's What's the Summer of Riverdale? It is because uh, the, the format of our movie podcast is that we – talk about usually one new movie and an older movie uh the summer of riverdale episodes instead of doing a new movie and an old movie we do both older movies but it's uh one movie that lent an episode of riverdale its title and then one classic teen movie so like we had a an episode that was the river's edge and 16 candles and then we had another one that was scream and uh um uh, god the jimmy stewart movie he's the simple Wonderful huh? life? No, no, where he's a small town lawyer, um, or a simple country lawyer. Uh, anyway, uh, right, does that mean you have to watch *To Riverdale and Back Again* again? Yes, we're gonna do a, a oh, *To Riverdale and Back Again* episode. Uh, the the first one that we've got set up is uh, we're doing *Faster Pussycat*, *Kill Kill*, and *She's All That* uh, nice. for the Josie connection. Very very. But, but we're going to do some of those this summer and that'll be a fun little way that like that way if Archie digest isn't coming on any given week, you can still get kind of sort of a Riverdale fix with, uh, with me and some of my wacky compatriots doing, uh, doing, uh, talking about the things that inspired Roberto. Cool. So, I like right. so we'll see you later this year. Yeah. yeah at some point. Uh, 
More likely than not, we'll have a new episode next week because I'll probably pull some of my upfront interviews and uh, provide something to our listeners since Comic Book will almost certainly not use any of the audio. They'll either use video or nothing. So, Sounds good. Nice. Well, All right, folks. Thanks we'll for listening. Uh, and we'll try to be happier. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, love, I love you. Everything's our cheese.